Welcome to Entrepreneur Decoded, the show which reveals the habits, fears, failures, and joys of today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. Now, here's your host, Simon Sander. I hope you're excited today because I have a really awesome guest coming in today, Joshua Steinle. Welcome. Are you ready to share your journey with us? I'm ready. Let's go. Josh is the founder and CEO of MW, a digital lead generation firm offering service to enterprises like Sony, LG, and many others. He's also a contributing writer to publications such as Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Fast Company. He has presented at various events, including TEDx, General Assembly, and Click See Live. Welcome. I'm really happy to have you. I've given a brief overview what have you done in the past. Why don't you take it from here and tell us a bit who you are and what you do? Sure. So first thing is I'm a dad and a husband. I have two kids and my family and I live in Hong Kong. We've been here for about three years in Asia. We moved here from Salt Lake City, Utah in the States. And Utah is where I started my company back in 1999, MWI. And like you said, we're a digital lead generation firm. So we've been in business for about 16 years. We've got about 20 team members. And we help companies to sell a lot of stuff online. You guys have been in business for 16 years and with 20 employees. Congrats on that, Josh. I want to start the show off with a favorite quote of yours. Do you have one for us? One of my favorite quotes, I'm not sure where the source is for this or who said it, but it is, he who is offended when the offense is intentional is a fool, and he who is offended when the offense is not intentional is also a fool. So basically, you should never be offended by anything that anybody ever does, or you're a fool. And uh, I've tried to take that to heart and not let my ego get in the way. I just read a great book by Ryan Holiday, Ego is the Enemy, and that's got me thinking about that quote and about not taking offense from other people when they don't mean to offend or even when they do. Yeah, that's a great quote. I think it's by Brigham Young, if I'm not wrong. Josh, please tell us an example of how you used that quote in the past and maybe how people in the audience could do the same. Anybody who has been in a partnership will know that, a business partnership will know that it's hard, that there are times where there are misunderstandings, where emotions get in the way, and it can be easy to start speculating that your partner has intentions towards you that are not positive. And so sometimes your mind can just start playing tricks on you. And if you bear in mind that it's not good for you to be offended and that your ego that doesn't matter, then it's easy to brush that off and say, hey, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. Let's just focus on the business. Let's get stuff done. Or, you know, let's talk this out if we need to talk this out. But if you let your ego get in the way, then it can cause all sorts of problems where there don't need to be any problems, where there's nothing wrong. So without going into too much detail, I'll leave it at that. That was really good advice for everybody who's listening to the show right now. Thanks for that. I know you've worked with thousands of people throughout your career. What's the best business advice you've ever received? That your potential is a lot greater than you think it is, and you can do a lot more than what you think you can do. I see a lot of people who are limited because they say, I can't, when in reality they can. They just don't believe that they can, so they never try. And 
I've seen over and over again that when I get intentional, when I focus on getting something done, I really can do just about anything I want to do. It's really a matter of whether I want to focus my time and energy on doing that thing. And that doesn't mean that I can be perfect tomorrow, but I can certainly do a lot more than I think I can do. And I think the same is true for everybody else. Yeah, fear is holding us often back and we don't really know how great we can be unless we try. I know you've had a lot of success in your life, but I know that with success there's a lot of challenges that people don't know about. Why don't you take us through a challenge or an obstacle you had in your career and how you overcame it? Oh, I'm an expert on this topic. The hard part here is knowing uh, what to choose from. I've got so many options. Let's see. So... When it comes to failure, uh, well, I'll give an example. So in 2007, I hit rock bottom as an entrepreneur. I was out of shape. I was fat. I was overweight. I was eating junk food. I felt terrible. The business was in massive debt. It was failing. I was losing clients. I was going into more and more debt every month. And I just I had been running this business for seven or eight years at that point, and I could just see that I was going to die young if I didn't change something, and yet I had no idea what to change. I didn't know what else I could do to turn the business around and get it going in the right way. And so I was stuck in that situation, and it would have been easy to walk away at that point and say, hey, I failed, I tried, I gave it my best try, I worked 90, 100-hour weeks, what else could I do? I couldn't work any harder. It wasn't possible for me to work any harder. I didn't know how to work any smarter. I just had no idea what to do. And I could have walked away and I would have said, well, that was a failure, but learn from it and move on. And that would have been a logical course to take. But thankfully, I received advice from other people and I started to see ways that I could make things better. I started to take control where I could see that I could take control of things. I was able to see some ways to look past my ego and things like I had an office that was really expensive with a nice sign on it right next to a highway. And so everybody would see my building and I realized I don't really need this office. It's great for my ego, but I don't need this office. So I got rid of the office, got rid of those expenses, and everybody started working from home. And within a few months, by making decisions like that, I took what was a business that was losing money every month, turned it around, started paying off my debt, started getting profitable, started paying myself. I hadn't paid myself a dime for four years, was able to start taking a paycheck for the first time, and everything started getting better from then on. And since then, I've had a lot more failures and a lot more recoveries. But one lesson I learned there is that you haven't failed until you've given up. Once you give up, then you fail. But as long as you keep learning and you keep going, then there's always a chance that you can take the negative experiences, turn them into positive experiences, and then in the end, you win. And so now the business is doing really well and I look at all those experiences and I say, those made me a better person. They taught me lots of important lessons and today I'm avoiding mistakes because of the mistakes I made back then and what I learned. So it was failure, but you can take failure and you can turn it into success. I think that was a really, really good example for the audience. It's not always easy. 
10 years ago, we were desperate, you were broke, um, you were out of shape. Tell me, how did you exactly turn things around? The key is that what turned my life around was I went to my business and I said, you know, I talk about my business like it's a person or something, but I went to my business and I said, you can't be the priority anymore. I have to put my priorities in other places. And I made my health a priority. I made my time a priority. I was working 90, 100 hour weeks. I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to work 40 hours a week and then I'm going to quit. That's it. I'm not going to work weekends anymore. I'm not going to sleep in the office anymore. I'm going to come home at a reasonable time. My wife and I sat down and we agreed that I would come home at 5 p.m. every day and get off work. And so we made these boundaries. And at the time, this didn't seem to make any sense. I mean, when your business is failing, you think, well, I have to work harder. I have to do more. And instead, I decided I was going to do less. And I didn't have any idea how that was going to help the business. I just knew that I couldn't survive if I kept working that hard. So the funny thing that happened is when I put my health as a priority and when I said, I'm not going to work this long anymore, all of a sudden I had to cut things out that I was doing. I had to say, well, if I'm going from 90 hours to 40 hours a week, what am I not going to do? And if you've studied business strategy, the heart of strategy is deciding what you don't do. Well, I got more strategic and I started deciding I'm not going to do X, Y, Z, all these things. And when I cut out those things, the funny thing was that the business started performing a lot better. So my business got better when I worked less. And I'm not the only one who's been through this experience. There are other people who have blogged and talked about this, that when you set boundaries, artificial boundaries around your business, you start having to prioritize your time. You can't waste time because you have limited time. When I was working 90 hours a week, I could always say, well, I'll do this and maybe it doesn't matter, but who cares? I've got all the time in the world. I can just keep on working. But when I couldn't work anymore, I had to say, no, I can't do this. I have to do what's working. I have to get rid of the stuff that's not working. I had to prioritize and that made everything get better. So for all those people who are out there working 80, 90 hour weeks or eating junk food who don't get any exercise, it's hard, but I would say stop doing it, cut down to 40 hours a week, start exercising and you'll be amazed. You'll figure out how to get the work done that needs to get done. You'll be healthier. You'll be happier. You'll think more clearly. You'll make better decisions and your business will do better than doing while you're doing what you're doing, which is basically killing yourself. I think you touched on a really interesting point uh, because as entrepreneurs, we work so much. We work after hours. We work when we're not supposed to. We hardly see our families, our kids. And at the end of the day, the question is, why do we do this? We tell our team members in our company, we say this all the time, and I'm, I'm not a perfect example of this. I still have a lot of room to improve, but we tell our team members, this business is not the most important thing in your life. And that's kind of the opposite of what a lot of the Silicon Valley tech firms say is they basically say, we own you. Your life is ours. There is nothing more important than your job. And we say the opposite. We say, this is just a job yeah, this is a great company, we're doing great things, but this is just a job. Your family is more important, your health is more important, your relationships are more important. And as employers, we understand that those things are more important than this job. 
yes, we want to give you a great job. We want to give you a great environment to work in. We want you to be fulfilled by this work. But we don't expect anybody to kill themselves and wipe themselves out to work at our business. We expect them to put those other things that are more important as higher priorities. And that's what we do as owners of the business as well. Happiness is a huge thing for everybody, including me. And without happiness, what's the point of living? Take us through a part of your life when um, you realize that you've made it, that you're happy doing what you do. Yeah, it was around that same time, back in 2007, that I was miserable at that point. I was really depressed. I was really unhappy. I There was some part of me that was still having fun with it. I mean, I, I love entrepreneurship. I love running a business. And so even though it was this big struggle, there was some part of me that still liked that, but there was a lot of me that just hated it and hated my life and hated how everything was turning out. And as I started turning things around, I realized happiness is a choice. I can choose to be happy or I can choose to be unhappy about the way things are. And I said, I'm going to choose to be happy about the things that are good and the things that are bad. I'll work on fixing that stuff, but I'm not going to get down and depressed about it. And I just made that choice and I'm happier. I, every day I get to choose whether I'm going to be happy about stuff or not. And so when I'm down and I'm griping and I want to complain, I look at that and I say, hey, Josh, this is your choice. You can choose to be grumpy or you can choose to be happy about things. It's your choice. There's, nobody is forcing you or making you unhappy. It's just your choice. And there's a great book out there, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And he was in concentration camps in Germany. And he talked about how despite everything being taken away from him, his wife, his family, his freedom. He was, everything that he had was taken away from him except his choice. He, he recognized that he could still choose how to react to the situation he was in. And if he could choose to react to that terrible situation, I can certainly choose to be happy when things aren't exactly going my way with business stuff. I know you've met some amazing entrepreneurs throughout your career. Tell me one thing you learned from them and maybe it could be a best business advice you would give to our audience. Oh, the best business advice. This is another good question because I've got so many options to choose from. Uh, in fact, I just, I have my first book coming out. It's called Chief Marketing Officers at Work and I got to interview 30 top marketers, CMOs from companies like PayPal, Spotify, GE, the Home Depot, Target, all these huge companies. I got to interview their chief marketing officers. And so I got all this great advice in my brain because I just wrapped up working on this book. Um, and one of the best things that came out of there, and it wasn't any one specific person, it was kind of a lot of these marketers. Uh, one of the messages that came through to me from talking to these marketers was the importance of empathy or understanding the consumer, understanding the person you're trying to impact as a marketer. Because if you don't understand that person, no matter what you do, well, you might get lucky. You might do some piece of marketing or some content and you get lucky and you tap into something that that person cares about. But if you understand that person, then you can create content all day long that hits that person that they love and it's easy because you understand them. And so that importance of empathy and just really understanding the consumer really came through to me 
after interviewing these great marketers. I think that's a really interesting point you touched on because not too many people talk about it. It's so important to have that one person in mind whenever you're broadcasting, you're blogging, or whatever you're doing in online marketing because you can't be too vague. There's so many different industries out there. And if you are more specific, there's a higher chance that you're more successful. So when you write in your next blog post, really think who are you writing it for? Are you writing to your nine to five Jimmy who hates his job or are you writing to successful entrepreneurs? Don't write for everybody. Have that one person person in mind and you will be way more successful. Let's come to present day. Um, do you have an average day or are your days different? It depends on the day, but I try to get out and exercise at least three days a week. So I do trail running here in Hong Kong and I train for events where I go run in the mountains for a long time. And I really love doing that. It, gets, it clears my mind. I also listen to audiobooks while I'm running. So that's when I get my education in as I'm listening to business books and podcasts while I'm out there running. And if I'm not running, then I'm often traveling to the city. So, and in Hong Kong, you walk a lot. You get your exercise whether you want it or not here in Hong Kong. So I basically, every day I get some sort of exercise, whether it's running or walking. And in the morning, usually one of the first things is I, I'm in Hong Kong and part of the business is here, part of the business is in the States. And so when I wake up in the morning, I've got a full day's worth of email from the state. So often one of the first things I do is I run through all that email and process it all. It might take me 30 to 60 minutes to process that email, respond to everything that's going on in the U.S. And then I've got the rest of my day, and it's a mix of account management with our clients, of creating content, some writing articles for the different publications I write for. Lately, there's been a lot of work on my book over the past several months where I've been working on the book. I just got the book cover design finished and approved a week or two ago. Uh, sometimes I'm traveling. I do speaking at different events. So I've been in Singapore and Malaysia and Taiwan within the past month. And so there's some traveling there, too. And then, But a lot of the time I work from home. So I usually have breakfast with my family. I have lunch with my family almost every day. We have dinner together, so I have my meals, and we homeschool our kids, so my kids are home during the day, and whenever I can, I like to peel away a little bit of time so I can spend a little bit of time with them and interact with them during the day. So my day's kind of broken up with some of that, but it's the one thing that I probably do more than anything else is just sending emails. I get these stats. We use Gmail. We use the enterprise gmail for our company email and so we get this email every month of stats of who sent the most emails and who received the most emails and i i send like three times as many emails as the next highest person on our team that's just i'm just constantly sending emails like crazy so when people ask me oh what do you do i'm like oh i'm a professional email writer i just write emails all day. that's what i do before we wrap up this talk, and this has been a really interesting talk, tell me one thing that has been the biggest contributor to your success so far. I think one, in terms of success, I mean, it's everything I already said, but if I could add anything to it, I would say it's to look at entrepreneurship and business not as a way to make money or get rich, but as a way to learn and to serve. When I look at it as a way to get money, 
then it's very frustrating. And I don't feel like the decisions I make are the greatest decisions. And I don't feel that happy when I focus on the money. The money is important. I mean, I have to support my family. I want money to do the things I want to do. But the real satisfaction I get from the business is really the biggest satisfaction I get from the business is from seeing my team members progress and seeing them learn and grow and become better people and do the things that they really want to do. That's the biggest satisfaction I get. So for me, the business is kind of a laboratory to see how do I create an organization that helps people progress, that helps them become better people. And how do I grow this organization so that instead of doing that for just 10 or 20 people, I can do that for 500 people? That's my goal. That's what really gets me excited. You have a book coming out, and I know you have a lot of going on. What's the best way to find your line and connect with you? Best way to find me and find information about the book is on my blog, joshsteinley.com. And the book's also available for pre-order on Amazon, but there's a link from my website to that. It was such a great conversation. Thanks again for coming in and sharing your journey with us. Uh, enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Decoded. For killer resources and free content, go to entrepreneurdecoded.com.